following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. It's episode 107, and Easy D and Big Diesel are here to talk about the Sabres season opener and week six in the NFL. All that and more coming up on your Championship Caliber Pro Sports Podcast. You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD. Joining me this week is the man, the myth, the legend formerly known as the most diesel athlete in ncaa sports big diesel what's up buddy how we how we doing oh uh, you know trying to up my game with my intros yeah i i appreciate the <laughs> Daenerys house targaryen first of her name intro for me yeah you know listen someone's got to be uh i got to come up with a bit a good one for the next time i got one for you to add to that to just make it a little bit longer um oh, okay this is not a self-proclaimed title either but I was I was called the most versatile versatile athlete at Utica College. I butchered oh, it, but no shit. Well, we'll put it on the board. We'll put it on the board. We'll see how long we can get these nicknames going for people. Uh what a time to be alive. Uh all sports are are off and running right now. All sports that I care about, at least I really don't. Wow, PLL season just finished up. Okay. Well, again, all sports <laughs> that I care about. Wow. <laughs> I do enjoy the PLL. I just don't like sit down and actually actively watch. No, I know. I'm just messing with you too. It's I, it's I not a big four league. That's I fine. Know. And really, there's only big three to me. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch a ton of NBA. Basketball sucks. Okay, it doesn't suck, but it's not good. Whatever. It's it's dumb. You know what's not dumb? A four-nothing W for the Sabres over the Senators. Yeah, how about the NHL's youngest team? Now, granted, we played the NHL's second youngest team. Right. But the NHL's youngest team coming out night one, flying around and getting the dubs. Yeah. Yeah. Took a took a one-nothing deficit out of the first and turned it right around. Yeah. I mean, honestly, so Marty was saying it during the period break and and shout out to him because it was true. It was just a little miscommunication on a back check of the center and the defenseman didn't know who was getting the trailer, who was stepping up to get it, whether the defenseman was stepping up. Or the center was trailing back and getting the trailer, yada yada. Um, so Brady Kachuk had a moment of space, and honestly, it was a perfect shot because Craig Anderson played lights out tonight. Yep. And if that shot wasn't perfect, Craig was all over it. It just happened to be right along the ice, right into the corner of the net. Like I don't even know if it was along the ice, but you get what I mean. Yeah, just a great shot. I mean, yeah, really nice location, and it was a quick release. You know, and those are the ones that always, it, and it's always the thing that frustrated me the most watching Sabres teams of, of you know, of your, just watching dudes like get the puck, cradle it and try to set up the perfect shot. And it lets everybody be ready for it. And, you know, the, the quick ones always seem to. Yeah. So honestly, this, and this is a good thing that you bring it up because you didn't grow up playing hockey and I did, but when you're 11 and 12 and you start to really get into hockey and like learning the game in terms of actually knowing what you're doing, not just skating in circles and being, you know, a kid playing puck. Um, one of the first things they say at the point is, yeah, the slap shot looks cool and it goes hard and fast, but it also gives the defense time to get in the way. It gives t- the defenders in front of the net time to get our guys out of the way. So if you got a chance, you just got to put it on the net, just snap it on net. 
wrist yep. it, snap it, get it towards the cage. You never know what happens. So, I mean, that's like, again, 11 and 12 years old. And we've been watching Sabres teams in the past few years who do things that I've said, like I learned really early on in hockey, you're not supposed to do, or you right. are supposed to do. And they just haven't been good at the basics, but Donnie meatballs and his special sauce. A. Hey, oh, yeah. Donnie, Donnie meatballs. And the special sauce with the, uh, the, the solid foundation of the fundies got to have the fundies. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, we got some freaking, oh my God, dude. I loved our defensive core tonight. Ilya Labushkin. So shout out to Labushkin, first of all, because I don't, did you see his goal song that he chose for if he scores? I was looking through quite a few of them and it's hard to keep track of which ones I'm most excited about. His was, I'm a gummy bear. <laughs> okay. I did see yeah. that one. So, and then, you know, if he's number 46, so shout out bold claim Ben. Um, so that obviously caught my eye. He's just a big Russian dude who just mauls people. He's really not a bad defenseman either. He's not like Risto smash where he would, you know, smash and then like, you know, just turn the puck over or whatever, blow an edge in the corner. Like he was, he was like, there was a guy going to the front of the net at the end of the game off of a chance. And he just kind of tackled him and like the ref let him get away with it. It was clearly a hold, but that's the kind of mauling I'm talking about. Like you go to the net, you're certainly not just going to get a free goal. Like I'm going to tackle you. Right. Uh, So shout out to Ilya Labushkin. Matias Samuelson. Yeah. Well, Russian baby. Um, Matias Samuelson, who just signed his seven year, $4.3 million deal. Um, He's only played 54 NHL games, 55 after tonight, but the kid's a stud, man. He's a freaking stud. That deal is going to be a steal sooner rather than later. Uh, He looked great tonight, just doing defensive things. Uh, And then, you know, the, the cornerstones, Power and Darlene, both of them were. I mean, Darlene is really coming along, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Did you watch the game tonight? No, I did not. We were okay. Uh, we had, we had some okay. planning to do tonight, but because you're going to see stuff in the highlights too, like the extended highlights that go on YouTube, you know, the oh, yeah. 10 minute video clip. Um, but man, his he scored a goal yep. and he started in our own end right around the top of the circles coming out, and a guy was pressuring him and he towed Driggies. Goes right up the pipe, splits the defense, chips it off to the wing, and gets to the front of the net. Then there's a little scrum in the corner. Krebs comes out with it and takes it around the net. And Dowling's just sitting in front, and he just slowly backs off. Defender steps up. Krebsy hits him with a, a just absolute beauty of a dime. And Dowling chips it right over the goalie's shoulder into the top corner. And it was just like, oh, my God, dude. The whole play from Dowling of just starting it in the defensive zone clean exit from the defensive zone, which is number one thing you talk about with defense soon. Then he gets it into the zone where we then get possession, hangs out in front of the net, slowly drops off to go back to his position, but then finishes right in the high slot. Dude, that's like hockey porn. (laughs) (laughs) That is is three fullbacks in the game, 44 power. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, the the fact that a defenseman had our second highest shot on goal total for the night too is pretty, pretty cool. You know, looking to because that was always one of his things, right? He was an offensive defenseman. Well, honestly, and you know, we always say that these guys learn stuff from each other too. But uh, Owen Power, notorious in juniors, college, whatever, wherever he was, uh, Olympics, world championship, he's a defenseman who gets below the offensive dots and plays down there and then gets back on defense. And Dowling can do that. And he used to do that at Furlunda. But then it seemed like Housley and Kruger just kind of beat it out of him. Um, and it started to come back last year, which is why Dowling really started to light it up. 
But again, he was playing low in the offensive zone. And these two guys are just supremely skilled hockey players. So I think he's just kind of taking not necessarily Owen Power's lead, but seeing that Owen Power does it and just being like, oh, yeah, I can do that too. And then right. going to making plays. Love it. Excited for the Sabre season. Uh, a lot of people have them picking pick to be the uh, the bottom feeder again. I think they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, and also shout out to our first goal. First goal of his NHL career, J.J. Paterka. Um, young kid, German, 21, I believe. I don't know. We got like four 21-year-olds and three 20-year-olds. So a lot of kids. Kind of, um, kind of makes you feel like you're not doing anything good with your life, huh? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm washed. Well, I'm the same age as Josh Allen, so right. I'm, you know, I'm that, washed. That that show or that thought walked a while ago. Dreams over. Yeah. Um. But anyway, shout <laughs> out to JJ. JJ's first uh, first NHL goal in his third career game, and DC Dylan Cousins with a really really nice play to set him up for it. And then he's the one who went and got the puck uh, to make sure that Paterka gets it after the game. So. Shout out Dylan Cousins, glue guy. He looked really good tonight too. You're you've been a big Cousins guy for a while. Always have been. Another another guy who I who I've always been a fan of had a really good night tonight too. You want to guess who that is? Uh, is that a Mitzi thing? Oh, Mitzi looked good, baby. Mitzi's hands were on point. <laughs> Mitzi having now he, having he blew a tire. Good. He blew a tire that allowed a breakaway on a power play. But other than that, I thought he had a really really nice night. And he's starting to look like he's well, not that he didn't last year. He was just hurt. He's he looks good. He can play hockey. Well, you, you'd People hope just so. remember what he was at 19. Right. And it's like, OK, you, you know, you hate to make the comparison because it's definitely not the same jump. But Josh Allen, year one to year three. Now, imagine if Josh Allen got hurt year three and had to come back year four. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. We've talked about it a lot in this podcast, just letting young players develop is hard for people because everyone wants the generational star out of the draft. And they also want the, it's, it's also the, this generation, I think of just wanting the immediate gratification of this draft pick worked out. This guy was a hit. This guy was a bust. He's either in the league and he's, he's, you know, producing and doing his job or he's, you know, a freaking he's a bomb who should be sent to Siberia. Like people are ridiculous. Yeah, send him up to the no show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh boy. You know, sometimes you got to be sent to the no show for a Sudbury Saturday night. But that's I, just I personally love the kind of hockey that gets played at the Gulags. <laughs> uh, I would, I would go see a go see a Sudbury hockey game. If that's all I'm saying. If you don't want to go yeah. see a, a Northern Ontario, a, a Northern Ontario hockey game, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and it would de- definitely anything they do in Sudbury would definitely be more exciting than what's happening currently on Thursday night football. Yeah. I honestly didn't even turn it on. I've just been watching Uh, puck. Yeah. I, there's been a lot of good NHL going on. I turned it on and immediately regretted it and was too lazy to get up and get the remote. Well, it is. Yeah, that's tough. It is currently 13 minutes left in the fourth. It is seven to six bears. I heard that there was a touchdown scored on a Thursday night game though. There was, it is a rare occurrence in the last couple of weeks. The, Commanders oh. took a dominant three nothing lead. So thought for you because I saw this on Twitter today. Okay, really like this because screw all the Saquon CMC talk. A Gibb from from the Commanders, Ooh. Antonio Gibson. Probably get a, him on the cheap too. Yeah, and they did the whole McKissick and committed to him, and they got Brian Robinson Jr. So. If we're gonna make a move for a back, I think I like that because he's he was a receiver in college. Yeah, you know, I there's there's a lot of talent on those two teams. 
and not a whole lot of good football being played. I, and I don't get it. I mean, we talk about this pretty much every week that sometimes we just like, I don't understand what these coaches are doing. And a lot of guys out coach themselves and out coach their teams. Well, I was, they, they were talking about an interesting stat on the bears that they run the ball twice as much as they throw the ball. Yeah. But here's the thing with the bears that I was watching. Okay. So I lied. I did turn on the game for one drive and I watched <laughs> Justin Fields. Um, it's not the offensive play calling. It's just not. There was a couple of plays in a row where he refuses to take what the defense gives him, and he doesn't have the Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert arm. And he's refusing to take, for example, it's like a third and two. They play action. The defense ends up dropping out, and his crosser comes across his face at like four yards. Easy first down if you just check it to him. Both linebackers are already out to hook the curl. He takes a freaking shot down the sideline because right. it's cover two, and he tries to take a whole shot. And it's like, bro, move the chains. Well, get you, your first down. You talk about it too, you know, not having so the Josh. I don't Allen. put that on the scheme. Is my point though, right? But you, but you also talk about ha- not having that arm. The you know the Allen Herbert Mahomes arm. But those dudes, I mean, how many times have we watched Josh chip, 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 chip? Well, he had to learn that, though. Oh, he did. He had to you learn know, that. I mean, unfortunately, Fields is running out of time on the learning curve there, but he also holds the ball. Uh, this was the other fun stat. He holds the ball for almost three and a half seconds. Part Long, of that, I don't really blame him. Who does he throw to besides Darnell Mooney? Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, okay, so you're throwing Zay Jones, Kelvin Benjamin, Charles Clay. Right. Andre Holmes. But I mean, but that goes along with what you were just saying too. If he's not taking what the defense is giving him, that right. plays into holding the ball too long. And, and, and he and has it been all getting becomes his face a kicked ball in tonight. Downhill. He has yeah. been getting his, I mean, three, four, five plays in a row. He was slow to get up because he's just getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, and then yeah. Carson Wentz is just doing what Carson Wentz does. And Washington also doesn't have a pushover front. They like, very yeah, true. They're missing Chase Young and yada yada, but they're they're not slouches. Both their D tackles are top five picks. Yes. So yeah, and, they, and they show and those are the two dudes that are really disrupting. Well, yeah, and who do the Bears have on their interior? I mean, they don't really have an offensive line to begin with. Right. I mean, neither, you saw how, you saw how, 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 how Raiders freaking struggled to block Chris Jones. Imagine having two of those. Right. And like I said, I mean, this is this is one of those things like neither of these teams is very good. No. It's just pairing them on a primetime game. Like, why Why is this my Thursday night? Uh, Aside from I don't know. parody and lo- like letting everybody play in primetime. Yeah, well, it's it's a disgusting disgrace. No last, week, last week, I wanted to shoot myself, but I watched every minute of that game. So this week, I just watched hockey and yeah. one drive. Yeah, that uh, that's good, definitely going to be the move going forward. I can tell you that much. Well, no, it helps that hockey's back because it wasn't. <laughs> right. Right. It was tonight and I chose poorly. So idiot. Like the guy at the end of the Holy Grail. Just you chose idiot. Poorly. (laughs) Kicking off the one o'clock games. Uh one I'm definitely interested to see because I want to find out just how legit the Giants are. The Ravens visiting the big apple and the big Brian Dayball, as you called him. Or the Dayballs. Dayballs. Yeah. Uh yeah. So Baltimore, New York, what do you got? So my heart tells me the Giants. My brain tells me Lamar Jackson. The tits tell me the Giants. The tits tell me that the Ravens have a legitimate problem on defense. And Lamar's ceiling 
over the past three years of doing the tits is that the Ravens offense is going to be good. It's just never going to be top tier of the league. So their defense really, really being just not good this year and injuries have a part to play in it, but they really don't have who's their pass rusher. Name one good pass rusher that you have to like even game plan for, you know, well, and that, that's the thing is they, they go out and get these guys. Um, they've went out, went after names in the past, but they never pan out once they get there. No, or they get the guy who's like 35 and he, right. it's like a one-year rental and cool, but okay, yeah, I then mean, what? It's just funny when you look at the amount of money they've spent over the last few years to try to build that defense, because again, the offense, the offense's MO has been, if the other team gets a lead, we're in trouble. Right. And the last year and a half, they've kind of flipped that script, but now the defense can't, can't stop anybody. They can't stop a nosebleed right now. So then to the giant side of it, um, the tits have told me through the first five weeks that the giants are a good offense and a good defense. They're not going to be great in either, but they are middle of the pack to towards the top of the pack. Um, if you will, and they're just a scrappy hard out and a scrappy hard out team that, I mean, at this point shows a, a will to win and, and finding ways to win. That's dangerous in yeah. the NFL. It really is because a lot of one possession and close games that like teams like that will win. It comes down to luck and it comes down to, you know, the old adage who wants it more, but really that it, you know, that that is what it comes down to at that point. Scheme and all that out the window. There's going to be four or five plays that that decide that game because that's how they go into that game planning for it. And um, at this point, they've they've come out on top more often than not. So really, this this game is going to be Brian Dable and the creativity of that offense against the holy sinking ship that is the Ravens defense. And I mean, yeah, the Giants don't have a bad defense, so. I don't think Lamar comes in and just runs rough shot. Um, I, I think you saw him miss a lot of big throws last week, which was concerning for Lamar's stands. Um, so in terms of the Giants, you you can put together a game plan to not take Lamar out of the game, but to slow him down enough. Yeah, to limit him. And then offensively, you got Saquon and, and a tight end who Bellinger has been a stud this year. Uh, shout out to Daniel Bellinger. Uh, but in terms of the Giants, you got Saquon and the ability to eat clock. Yeah. And Danny Dimes or Tyrod, whoever has been in the game, has done a really nice job of managing the game for them. And that's all Dable's asking them to do, and that's terrific. And that's a recipe for success. It really is the old Belichick style, but he's got the McDermott twist on it, and that's why I think it's being successful. I don't disagree with you, and it's going to be interesting to see what this – turns into in the next few years um, just because I mean, you know, getting maybe the quarterback that he wants, getting a couple more weapons around it and kind of turning it into what he wants it to be. It's going to be interesting to see what it looks like. It's also part of the reason that I don't really buy anyone saying that they're going to be willing to move Saquon unless, I mean, it's a money thing, but uh, yeah, I doubt <clears throat> I can't imagine an offensive head coach being like, yeah, let's get rid of my best weapon. Which, well, we can talk about that at another time. Right. Um, who you got taking that one? Giants? I'll take the Giants, but here's, here's, and I've been drawing parallels to the Giants and Bills year one for a while. I just want to point out here's how the Bills started out McDermott's first season. 
uh, in Buffalo. Beat the Jets by one score. Lose to the Panthers by one score. Beat the Broncos by 10 points. Beat the Falcons by one score. Lose to the Bengals by a score. Beat the Bucks by a score. Beat the Raiders by 20 points. So there's a, a, a kind of deviation. But you get the point. Like right. That's the style and just winning more than you're losing in terms of limiting the guys who are going to make the mistakes from making mistakes. That's the coaching part. And yeah, you know, some, somebody commented on our power rankings that we dropped today <clears throat> saying that like the giants might be a little bit overrated in that, for or sure. just, just cheering for them and, you know, excited for the rebuild. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, next year, if the giants you know do well, and I think they're a wild card run. team, and I I think they're a wild card team, and it's well, going to be either this this off season or the next off season they look for a franchise guy. Well, and and that's the thing, you know that that first year at the Bills, you break the drought, you get to the wild card, and it was an overachievement. Nobody expected right. it, and then the next year you don't, and it, people are like, oh my god, we took a step back. Like no no no, the first step was a bigger step than anticipated. Right, like you and, and everybody who was a real Bills fan and listened to McDermott and Bean knew that we were taking a step back that year. Yeah, well, everybody knew anybody who understands everybody football. thought it was going to be worse than six and 10. If we're being perfectly honest, right. Josh Allen won some games his rookie year that he should not have won. Absolutely. Uh, people don't want to the, talk about that. The, uh, the Jags traveling to Indianapolis to try to break the Colts hearts again. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of the AFC South. It's just so ugly. It is horrific. It is. I, I'm the Titans take the might Jags, win that division poor, like, in, in, in the worst way. I'm going to take the Jags, I guess. I, Matt Ryan looks horrendous. And the Colts' defense outside of DeForest Buckner is basically two hamstrings and a piece of duct tape. So I I guess the Jags, but that's the could easily fall flat on my face saying I mean, that. Listen, I had the Jags wags just absolutely waxing the Texans last week got proven wrong so uh but i i have no faith and it, not necessarily in matt ryan i have no faith in frank reich anymore yeah, i know he's I, gone i think frank reich's the next he's absolutely the next coach fighter. he's kind of been on that train for a bit but yeah yeah especially um, now that it's come out that he didn't like you know d- during philly's you know ex- offensive explosion a few years back during the super bowl run he did had nothing to do with it he wasn't calling the plays it was just he was there hanging out no, I mean, his big thing was that he never found a quarterback. Right. They were a new quarterback every year. And that's it, not you, – you really have to be a great coach to get success out of that style. Yeah. Because you're constantly shifting. Then why is it easy for McDermott to shift all these pieces on defense and put it all together? Because he doesn't have to worry about the other side of the ball. Right. He's got 17 slinging the rock. Yeah. Well, and uh, at some point, that's also on you as a coach. Like at some point you need to look at your oh, team. Absolutely. Like, we, we need to do more than a 37 year old rental player every year. Absolutely. No, I I'm with you on that too, but I'm, yeah. uh, I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking the Jags in this one. Uh, they're like, I think they're five and zero oh, the last five times these two teams have played. And I don't think it changes tomorrow, tomorrow, Sunday, fuck, whatever. <laughs> uh, the Patriots Browns and a, who gives a shit poll? Literally. Uh, who gives a shit? And yeah. Uh, yeah. the only the only fun thing that's going to come out of this one is the fact that uh, there's a new lawsuit spent pending against Deshaun Watson from a 2020 
yeah, 2020 incident where a licensed massage therapist says he hit her up on Instagram, tried to coerce her into having full tilt sex. She nice. shot that down, but then felt Smooth guilted and pressured show. into oral sex and then was paid $300 for her services when her normal going rate for massage therapy is $115. I am confused by the fact that you basically just admitted to prostitution. Yeah, that's, I mean, not a great look. No. However, I mean, I can see how that mo- mo- moment probably moved a little fast for her. Uh, yeah, shout out could. to Deshaun Watson for just doing whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants to do, I guess. No kidding. Uh, he, he yeah, no way that sure. doesn't catch up with him eventually. Yeah. But <sighs> actually looking at the Browns as a team outside of Jacoby Brissett, just shitting his pants on every last drive in the game. Um, just hand the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and you're going to be fine. Yeah. The, this is going to be an old school style of football. Bro, this is Iowa, Nebraska. Yeah, th- this is old school. Line them up. Let the big boys beat each other up. Let the guys tote the rock. And Belichick better pull out the fumble ruski or I'm going to riot. <laughs> I need a big man going on a power sweep. Yeah, I'm in. I know you are, of course. Of course. You're not getting the ball, you idiot. I don't You're give a shit. You're the down blocker. I don't give a shit. That's fun, You're too. Not, I'm not even going to let you pull. Uh, I, I don't care. Down blocking, <laughs> pulling, carrying the ball. Give me it all. I want it. I liked run blocking. I got to hit people. Pass blocking was stupid. Like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and let you like hit me. Ugh, dumb. Why do I play flag football? Anyway. Because um, there's no running <laughs> only foot, men's football leagues. <laughs> True. <laughs> or if there are, you haven't you haven't found one. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i taking the I'm Browns in. here. I'm taking the home team. Yeah, I'll take in the a, Browns. In a, in a ground and pound. Please just hand the ball to, to Chubb and Hunt. Yeah. It and all and that's all it's going to be. Is just also want to point out because I I I saw it on Twitter, but I noticed it the week before too. Nick Chubb's stance at running back is just asking for violence. He looks like Michael Myers, dude. <laughs> just like stands straight up, flat footed, and then he just rips off like a twelve yard gain. Love it, and it's like, oh my god, he's just what is this guy doing? He's he's the guy that you know he's coming. And you can try to avoid it, but he's going to catch you. Yeah. And that's the Michael Myers thing. I love it. It's, yeah. It's terrifying. Run, run as fast as you can. Get in a car and drive away. He's just going to be in the closet waiting for you when you get there. Better try to hit him low. Yeah. All I'm saying is Michael Myers comes at me. I'm definitely going for the knees. I'm not I'm not taking him up high. We uh, Listen, we could do an entire podcast on how stupid people are when it comes to taking out Michael Myers, but that's we, we don't have time for that. That's a producers episode waiting to happen. Yeah, right. Uh, next game, the Bengals and the Saints. Saints Ugh. with a really good defense, apparently. The Bengals. Taysom Tebow. <laughs> Taysom Tebow trying to figure it out. Uh, I have Mormon. him starting in two leagues this this week. So Tebow was the 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 savior of Christ to the NFL. What is who? It's like the Joseph Smith, the Mormon guy. Yeah. For uh, Taysom Hill, <laughs> since he's a BYU guy, uh, he needs to start kneeling in the end zone and just praying to the Mormon God. I don't know, man. This the Saints are just gross to watch. Honestly, I can't really say the Bengals aren't gross to watch too. Like I've tried to watch them, and all of that mystique that they had last year of moving the ball up and down the field and Jamar and Joe Burrow, it is well, not around. It, it's the same thing we talk about all the time. When they have tape on you, you either have to be really, really good at what you do or keep it fresh. Right, and it, they're not it doing. Looks either. like they're not. And the amount of times that Joe Mixon just runs into the back of his center for a one and a half yard gain, it's like, all right, that that's not working. And then you spread the ball 
Like you spread out your formation, snap a shotgun pass and try to throw it. And it's like, gee, I, I don't know why that didn't work. Maybe it's because they spread out their defense with it. Like they're just, I don't know. They're, they're Zach Taylor never impressed me. And I think they, they really lucked out with the chiefs uh, beating the bills last year in the playoffs. Yeah. The, they got this, the Steelers round one, man. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole thing, like the Bengals look like the team we thought they would be last year. Right. Like they look the Joe Burrow's getting his ass kicked every time he steps on the field. He's on pace for some ungodly, not like 200 sacks on the year or some crap. He's also, he like, he does it to himself half the time though. Like and tries Buck- to scramble around. Sometimes it's like, dude, you had a decent pocket, get rid of the ball. You ended up running into a 300 pound man. And guess what, Joe, you're not Josh Allen. Right. Yeah. You're not pushing the 300 pounder over buddy. Or you're just not even able to soak that hit the same. Andrew Luck is watching this dude's career going like having PTSD going like, get out now, man. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. He's uh, the Andrew Luck of this generation. Because I already I already tagged Herbert as Stafford. Yeah. I listen, I I I'm in. You know, he already had the big knee injury. He keeps getting the shit kicked out of him. He's he's gonna call it a career quick. All right. Has I'm a Super still, Bowl I'm, appearance, so you, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. How much more? I'm, I'm taking the Saints pulling a sneaky one out here. I'm, you know, the the uh, pull a sneaky one on you. Yeah, the uh, the Church of Latter Day New Orleans Saints. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> go, baby. Up in the mountains with the Mormons. Uh, Bucks at the Steelers. Ugh. Right. Th- this whole week feels like that. Ugh. Can we? Uh, the the Bucks offense is atrocious to watch. It feels like 1995. Um, if, if the Bucks offense looks anything like Tom Brady's sex life, I understand why Giselle's leaving. It looks horrific. Yeah, no, nobody's scoring. <laughs> shout out to Giselle for staying through that. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. She's and the opposite of, of Tom, Florida after the hurricane. Tom Brady is looking, is fixing to lose $200 million in the divorce. Well, ah. yeah. I mean, these things happen. Hopefully you didn't sign a prenup. Um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you know, I don't know, you man. know damn well he but did. But football, football wise, like the Bucks are, are are struggling. They don't have an offensive line because it's either hurt or retired. Besides their left tackle, defensively, people are starting to get to their zone blitz scheme. Uh, there's a local high school team around here that does a very similar thing, where you never know where it's coming from or who's blitzing or or who's doing what. But they're always bringing five, and then they're three deep, three under. So you're always bringing five, then you're three deep, three under. And they've been doing that for years, and they had the guys to do it and the linebackers to do it and the defensive line. And I don't know what it is right now, but it just doesn't feel the same. And maybe it's the offense just doesn't move the ball and they're on the field too much. But It's that or it's the fact that those guys are just a little bit older. I mean, that linebacking core is still really good, but their defensive line is getting older. No more did out. Nadamik and Sue. Nice job, Nick. Yep. I mean, you know. Vita Vey is really good, but he's one. He's guy. always hurt. Yeah, and he's like he's only one guy. You know, right. when, you can, when you have him and Sue and like four other people that can get the job done for you. JPP's gone, I believe. You know. Yeah, where Just is he? Had half a hand doesn't mean he couldn't rush the passer. He's playing somewhere still. Yeah, I, I know. Him. I don't know how. Yeah, I saw him. Saw him last week on on the field somewhere. But yeah, um, it, it, the whole thing. It just I don't. I, 
The Steelers are a mess in and of themselves, though. Their their defense is atrocious, apparently. When highest paid field. highest paid defense in the league, and when TJ Watt goes down, they are in absolute shambles. Yeah, they don't have a cornerback. They just don't. I love Levi Wallace, big Levi guy, but he's not a number one corner. Nope. And like, yeah, so they got nothing there. Their linebackers are meh. They're super mid. Their defensive line's really good, but once you're down TJ Watt, they don't have an AJ Epinesa, Carlos Basham, Shaq Lawson stepping in. Like yeah. Alex Highsmith is still being very productive as a pass rusher, even without TJ Watt on the other side. So, you know, it stands to reason if TJ didn't get hurt that they would both still be dominating pretty well and Cam Hayward might even be stepping up. Right. And that helps the rest of your defense a lot. It does. But you can't have one pass rusher going down all of a sudden you're you you can't stop the ball from being moved up and down the field. And not to mention their offense. I mean, you, you had a tall order last week with a rookie starting against the Bills. So and- here's the thing. And my eyes did not deceive me because I thought this too while I was watching. They did move the ball. They, they did. They did. Their kicker missed two field goals. They went for like four fourth downs because they were down by a billion. And Pickett really didn't look that bad. No. They didn't have a run game, but again, they were down by a million immediately. Oh, yeah. So they were trying to play catch up the whole game. I really like not that Pickett impressed me, but I didn't watch him and go, oh, he's he doesn't got it. Yeah, you're not saying that ain't it, Chief. Like, there's, right. There's potential there. Right. Josh Rosen steps on the field and starts throwing the ball on an NFL field, and you were like, who? I don't know why anybody liked that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a reason he was on six teams in three years, and now he's not in the NFL anymore. Right. But, uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett doesn't have that. And they he got does. weapons, man. I've been saying that all summer. And, and George Pickens looks good. Uh, he sure does, doesn't he? I don't understand, and I will never understand, the obsession with uh, Deontay Johnson. He's, like, he's the, solid. The dude can make spectacular catches, but he is notorious for two to three drops on routine catches every week. And every time I he mean, does it, they're like, oh, that's a rare drop. And I'm like, is it though? No, I mean, yeah, he's had drops his entire career. I don't know. That's he's like their number two slash three wide receiver. So a lot of teams for, have, for some reason, their offense always seems to feature him as their number as the number one, though. And that's and I that's think the quarterbacks I just kind of flock to him. But right. you saw picking or Pickett start to go to Pickens a lot against the Bills. Not so much Johnson. Before Fryermuth went down, he really liked throwing the Fryermuth. And he hit Claypool on a couple that Claypool, you know, took for first downs on just effort plays. So I think as a it, a whole offense of weapons, he did a nice job of spreading the ball around. And then yep. Fryermuth goes down, and now you don't have a middle-of-the-field safety blanket, and now you start – trying to force it to Deontay Johnson on the outside because they're over the top of Pickens. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think he did too bad for a rook going against Again, the best I, defense I'm not he's saying, ever going to see. I'm not saying he did bad by any means. I think all, all, and I know that they have a tough schedule coming up, but in terms of defenses, but in terms of Tampa here, you're going to see a lot of rotations from the safety. You're going to get a lot of blitzes and, I think he's going to be able to handle it as long as as long as they give him something in terms of scheme, right? Because besides throwing comebacks, I don't know what they did to help him out 
in terms and, of play calling. I, that, against that's the, the thing is I, I almost think they may have been better off. And this is probably an unpopular opinion getting through like this little bit of a gauntlet they're running by letting Mitch do it. And then, I mean, cause you, you are running the risk of potentially ruining the kid. Yeah, you if are you're, like, especially if you're not scheming upright for him. But uh, I, I do think the bucks take this game. And- well, I'll, I'll give them, you know what, Jaws, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for right now. For sure. right now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It was his first career start. And, and you're that's, not gonna you're not gonna know everything that he's gonna be and perfectly that's, comfortable with. That's my point. Is I mean, he had a tough start. I mean, your your first start is against the Bills. Your second starts against the Bucks. Who the Bucks defense, though it, it people are starting to figure out, is still good. They're right. the reason they've won ball games. Absolutely. So, and, and but the and I'll go back to this again on on the Pittsburgh offense and just why I see the potential there. They had the ball inside the Bills twenty. Like five times, yeah, and they came away with with three points. Again, I, I, I like by no means am I saying no. I, and I'm just saying, like I, I, this I mean, could you, be. You, you you look at their the run that they have here. They got the Bucks this week, the Dolphins next week, which will probably be an okay game for them. Absolutely, the, the Eagles, people are overselling the Dolphins defense by far. They're one of the worst defenses in the league. Agreed. Um, and that's coming from me, who at one point was like, I mean, they were good, but anyway, um. I mean, they got the Bucks this week, the Dolphins next week, and then they got the Eagles. So that's three. That's four yeah, in a the row. Eagles will be tough. The four in a row. Oh, and then the Saints. So five in a row of really like of four stout defenses in the Dol- and then See, the Dolphins. And you know what, Jazz? This is this is the thought process too. Is play him against five of the best defenses. He'll see. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're what are the going, odds that all five of those defenses are on the schedule next year? Right. I mean, you're, you're going to get him to look at him now. Get him to looks at it now, and it'd be like, "Hey, kid, it's easier than this. You're not always going to have Von Miller chasing you down. Well, you, you got to throw in front of, you know, the Bills secondary. Right, the Bills backup secondary still, but I digress. Still, but our backups are filthy. <laughs> our depth is insane, isn't it? Forty uh, Nine ers visiting the Falcons. Niners. Yeah, it's got. to I be say right. that but the Falcons love their one score games, and they're a scrappy team too. They're the anti Giants. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing the scrappy thing with the culture and the rental quarterback. And they, they have Desmond Ritter. You know, they're hoping that that pans out. But boy, do they they just can't find a way to win a football game. Well, and losing Cordell Patterson definitely hurts. It hurts. But when you watch the Giants do it and then you watch them do the basically the same things and make the same decisions and it just goes the opposite way. It's just like part of that is the NFL luck. Yeah, very true. And I mean, also, I would say Saquon and Danny Dimes greater than Mariota, Mariota running back and rookie running back. And like even even like Cordell Patterson gave them a a better shot, but he's out currently. Yeah. But I mean, I listen, the Falcons have been scrappy. I've liked it. They this could be a surprise 49ers put up six points and get, you know, Doubt. beat somehow but I, I don't see it happening um and the 49ers uh, like they should be going out and shopping for every piece of the puzzle they can find right now because you know you're done with with jimmy g at the end of the year so why not go try to win it he's gonna win you enough are games. you done uh, with jimmy g i i think you are he might run the table and win one i mean if, and if he runs the table and wins one like you you then you resign him if he does if he falls short of winning it 
you move on because he's proven he can get there, but he's not the guy. Right. And you either have the guy or you're looking for the guy. And if he's not the guy, you move on, but you got to give him every chance in the world right now. Right. So maybe he's just a dude. He's, he's just kind of, kind of a dude. I don't think their team is complete enough to let him just be a game manager to win, to win. I think he's got to go try to win one. I don't know. Their run game is it's, I mean, behind probably the Ravens just because of how they can use Lamar. So fun to watch is just, oh, yeah. you know, Without a question. blocking and run game fan. But I mean, their, their defense is good, but every once in a while looks suspect as, as shit. I mean, I just, I think if you're them, you're looking to make moves to give him the shot to get it done. They need another pass rusher because Nick Bosa is made of paper mache and it rains yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. No, you nailed it right on the head. So, uh, Niners definitely take that one, in my opinion. Jets at the Packers. We're going to find out if bold claim Ben putting the Jets in the top 10 and the Jets landing in the tits top 10 uh, is actually for real or just a product of a good game last week as they take on the Packers, who may be overrated due to Aaron Rodgers, calling it the Aaron Rodgers effect. I don't know. The Packers are not good. Um <laughs> Their offense is not top tier in the league. Nope. Their defense is actually a lot better than people get their defense credit for. The reason they're losing games is LaFleur and Rodgers. You can't watch that game last week and tell me that Aaron Rodgers isn't the reason that the Giants even had a chance to come back. And then back-to-back batted balls at the line of scrimmage as they blitz off the edge free. How many times have you watched any quarterback, Brady, Manning, any of the great quarterbacks, when the blitz is in their face, you change the arm angle. What has Rodgers done over his whole career? Change his arm angle and deliver the ball. Like, those are two just uncharacteristic Rodgers mistakes, in my opinion. I agree. And he's he doesn't want to be there. No. And it's clear. He doesn't want to be there. Lafleur is not. He's very Zach Taylor to me. Um, I'm not in on the Packers. Their defense is going to actually keep them in games. Yes. Which is the antithesis of what you'd expect. And I, I do. I really believe that they are, even, even in our world, like in doing our power rankings and stuff, I think the the Packers get the benefit of the doubt of it's Aaron Rodgers. And it's 100%. When you, when you watch him play, his arm talent's incredible. Like you, you can just see the difference between what he does and what other people do aside yeah. from maybe two other people in the league. But here's my thing too, Jazz. The past two years, what has he done better than every other quarterback in the league? Protect the ball. Right. He's had two two picks and three picks or something stupid like that. Yeah. His decision-making already this year is, is a bit more reckless, a bit more I don't really give a shit. Well, and, and you could make the claim that without having, you know, an elite wide receiver of any kind, that he's trying to force more and, you know, making more risky decisions. But at the same token, again, you're finding out that maybe it's maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't as as advertised. Yeah. Maybe he's not, maybe he, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. There, there have been people who have referred to Aaron Rodgers as the goat and um, you know, maybe the heir apparent to the goat once Brady's gone. And I can tell you one of our co-hosts on the show would sit there and tell you like, he's not that good. You know, he Taylor, he, he yeah, he chokes. Yeah. He chokes when it's on the line. He he's a regular season hero. 
yeah, he's a prissy prima donna bitch about things like, you know, and for some reason, his front office doesn't want to get him, give him weapons. Maybe it's because he's a prissy prima donna prick. Maybe uh, so, the Jets, however, <laughs> Zach Wilson dropping bombs and banging moms. Yeah. Okay. So the 40 on Miami doesn't really impress me that much. No. Um, and beating their third string quarterback also doesn't impress me that much. Yeah. Shania Twain called. She wants her stick back. Yeah. So that's all fine and good, but the jets are playing good defense. Robert Sala's defense has once again, showed up. They have healthy pass rushes this year. If you remember Carlos, Carlos, Carlos Lawson, get your words together, Nick tore his ACL uh, in the preseason last year. And they didn't have him after signing him in free agency from Cincinnati to a pretty nice deal. So he's back makes a huge difference. Yeah. You got another pass rusher. And it's a Quinn and Williams who's really coming into his own. So the defense is legit. You add Sauce Gardner. He has not been. I don't think he's been incredible. Some people are already tagging him as Darrell Revis. You know how people get. Of course. Um, he's been solid for a rookie. So pieces are there. Offensively, you got two running backs who are pretty solid. Garrett Wilson's quite good. And Zach Wilson still has a big arm, which he had last year, too. Right. So put all those things together. I think Salah's done a nice job coaching and they're really relying on the run game to insulate Zach Wilson and then just let him chuck it downfield on play action shots. Well, and the other thing here is, you know, you go into a game like you've had, you had film on them with Joe Flacco running the offense and you get a different look from a young kid. It's, you know, there is like, I, I firmly and honestly believe that there is a, there's always potential for a backup to do what, Wilson did last week. Now, is he the backup? No, but he wasn't the starter for the start of the season. So they've got all the film they have on the team is not with him running the football, like running the offense. Right. So it probably looks a lot different with him doing it, which helps throw a defense off. Show them something they haven't seen yet. Right. 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 Now the Packers who have a little, like you said, it, their defense is better than is than they're getting credit for right now. So does that offense look the same? Probably not. I still think the Packers take this one. Um, yeah, but I think it'll be probably more like a one possession game. It'll definitely like people be think more. that the Packers are going to blow them out because it's the Jets. People are still stuck on that. The Jets are a tough out. It's it's going to be more competitive for sure. I won't I won't put it on a one possession, but it'll definitely be more competitive. You don't come back against the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco if you're a bad football team. Yeah, but they're the Browns. Dude, they scored like two touchdowns in a minute and a half. I understand. They're the Browns. That you're not a bad football team <laughs> if you do that. I, I again, I don't disagree, yeah. but they're not a good football team yet either. No, no, and I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying they're not a bad football team. So you can't just look at them and be like, oh, it's the Jets. Because we've done that in years past. And it's oh, yeah. Completely reasonable back then. I, All I'm saying is slow really, your roll Really, what this, this conversation is, is we say things like, you're the Jets until you show me you're not the Jets. Well, you're starting to show right. me you're not the same old Jets. Right. So, and so take the next step. This week is a big step toward that. I will also say in the offseason, I said if Zach Wilson takes it the next step as a quarterback, not saying he has, but now we're actually getting to see it because of his injury, he didn't play. Jets might be a hashtag problem. Right. Or at least getting there. Correct. He might finish second in the division because uh God knows what two is going to look like. Well, yeah, two has been watching McGruber on loop. <laughs> he is McGruber on loop. Uh, he just comes back and he's got McGruber's personality because like his brain is just mush, <laughs> so he just watched it so much. He's like, I am this guy now. 
One of the more interesting uh, games of the week is going to be the Vikings and the Dolphins. Uh, yeah. I it's mean, just in time. Okay, so four and one. Kirk Cousins coming off two decent performances. Dolphins by a million. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Right now, what is this a four o'clock game? No, it's a one o'clock game. Oh, geez. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So you're you're getting Kirk getting at one o'clock off back to back good performances. What do you think here, Josh? Because this is perfect time for him to lay a stinker. Uh, let's see. Hold on. What time do they play next week? Are they on by next week? Oh, yeah, they're fucked. They're on by next week? It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so Kirk's laying a stinker. I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins, even with their seventh-round Skyler, Berhigan, and Hamana her. <laughs> I'm going to take the Vikings here. I think I think Kirk rides the high end of the bye week and, you know, comes out. I think Kirk throws break. two to three picks, one of them a pick six. I will give you that, but I still think they win. All right. I'm in for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think the so here you go. Their next one is well, they're at home. That one never mind, but I was going to say they're 1 o'clock at Arizona, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. So, uh I'm taking the Vikings in this one, I think. I think that offense is going to make that Dolphins defense look sus and I'm all for it. The Rams are going to beat up on the coachless Panthers. The rebuild is on. They're burning it down. And I think the Rams need this as bad as anybody right now. Rams need it bad. They're on a bad slide. Stafford looks horrendous. Um, Allen Robinson's wearing white sleeves so that Stafford <laughs> thinks he's Higby, Skronik, or Cooper Cup. I still love the fact that they have three white dudes on the field at the same time, and they put them next to each other to make like try to confuse the defense. That is the, that is the most strategic thing I've ever seen, and I love it. I I just don't I don't know about the Rams, man. They don't have a run game. They don't have an offensive line. I really don't think it's Stafford's fault necessarily. I think it I all comes down to the five guys up front. I don't think Stafford's arm is healthy. I don't think so either. But I think if you put him behind a, a offensive line who could freaking pass block and run block and actually give you time and space, he might look twenty five percent better than he does right now. Right, but that's also not running for his life and chucking it like he's twenty five and now it's up for grabs. Correct. So I think that's where a lot of their problems stem from. They're doing some stupid, stupid things with Aaron Donald. They were lining him up in a wide nine to pass rush to try to get him in a one-on-one. They were putting him in like a true nose with like double A gap blitzes. They're just doing stupid things that like aren't really football sound at a scheme level, um, nor using Donald to his strengths. He's just not a wide nine edge rusher that you need TJ Watt speed and bend for that or Von Miller speed and bend. He's fast. He's got good bend. He's strong and explosive. There's a reason he's a defensive tackle. Right. You, you like you, you want him in a tight him. five? I can get behind that. You want yeah. him in a four eye? You can bump Absolutely. him outside. Not that far. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what they're, the hell they're doing on that side of the ball. It seems like they're kind of freaking out and, and panicking, if you will, about how to get a pass rush going with Aaron Donald because he's been double, triple, and quadru- quadruple teaming him. And duh, duh then everybody else should have a one-on-one. So somebody else needs to step the hell up. Right. Or you can't have a defensive pass rush built on one guy. Never has worked in the NFL history. Not one time. Yeah, and you the answer can't be, well, our other guy left. Well, someone's got to replace him. Next man right. up, let's go. Right. This um, is a professional sports league. We're paying people millions of dollars. Th- this is this is the best time for the Rams. We're playing the Panthers. They're going to win this game 
probably on accident at this point. But uh, PJ Williams revenge game. PJ Walker. Yeah, PJ Walker. Sorry, PJ Walker revenge game. Even though he never played for them. Yeah, PJ Walker proving he. Why didn't you give me a shot? This is what you get for signing Sam Darnold and Cam Newton over me. And then trading for Baker Mayfield over me. Yeah. Panthers a shot, man. Oh, I was so excited for them. I was not. I, like I just, I I don't know why, but I want the Panthers to be good. No, I'm good. But yeah, Rams by a billion on that one. Um, I don't know about a, about a billion, but yeah. Okay, a uh, couple hundred thousand then. Three. Sure. There'll be more than three, but thousand. Yeah, there you go. Cardinal Seahawks, Geno Smith. They wrote me off. I didn't write back. I'm buying it. Cardinals suck. Lighten it up. Cardinals Cardinals are awful. Cardinals are awful. Kyler's so overrated. If he even can be overrated at this point, he should have chose baseball. Um, Yeah. What can you even say about the Cardinals, man? How many times do they have to try to come back from down three scores before you just admit the fact that you can't just give up three scores at the beginning of the game and call yourself a good team? And I'm sorry, the whole thing with Kyler Murray, you can't, your entire offense and your offensive ability can't be relying on DeAndre Hopkins being on the field. Right. That's what it looks like right now. When you play with him, you look pretty good. When you play without him, you look like dog shit. Yeah. It'll suck. They're a, they're a train wreck on both sides of the football. Seahawks by 14. Yeah. I, I actually like what the Seahawks are doing. Shout out to Rashad Penny for just blowing up his knee again. Yeah. Dynasty fantasy running back. Yep. Drafted him, him in two leagues. Traded him. Traded him, traded back for him, and now he's hurt again. He's terrific when he plays, man, but he's always hurt. Yeah. But regardless, Seattle, I'll take him. Yeah, he was uh, he was the dude I dropped in two leagues to pick up and start Taysom Hill this week because I because nice. I had tight ends on by. So why not use the tight end that runs the, Mormon the, ball the ball? Can we can we start that nickname, the Mormon Muhammad? The Mormon Muhammad. <laughs> Jesus fucking Hill. Christ! <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, the Bills and the Chiefs easily. Easily one of two games of the week. Yeah, no, game of the week. Game of the week for sure. A very, very tight race is the is the Sunday night game. But uh the Bills Chiefs, I mean, this is the matchup everyone wants to see. This is the rematch of what should have been the AFC championship last year. And this is for the one seed in the AFC. I'm so here for this. No Tyreek Hill. So really their offense doesn't really scare me that much. Yeah. And maybe that's just ignorant and stupid of me to believe. But really, the only person that I was threatened of until it got to the 20-yard line, um, and then it was Kelsey, was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Because Mahomes would never beat us over the top. It would be Tyreek breaking a slant route for 65 yards. Right. And he did Getting it once a game door. against us. So, And then the other thing that they, that they did is they didn't upgrade at all on their defense, and they let Tyron Matthew walk. Right. Cool. I mean, we, we, they we couldn't keep it. up with us in the playoffs last year. We and just, you just lost one week. of the best safeties. We just, we, I mean, we saw it last week. Deont, uh, Devontae Adams taking the top off that defense multiple times, them taking bad penalties, trying to not let him do so. And that's one dude. We have two. Right. Oh, yeah. and McKenzie's well, coming back. And Shakir looks, looks really good. good. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, and I mean, we find ways to use tight ends that don't probably belong on the field and a fullback that, you know, has been looking like a receiver lately and right. And, and Quentin Morris looks freaking sweet. No kidding. Um, no kidding. And then just like on Kansas city's offensive side of the ball, like they don't have anybody who terrifies me. Like I just said, Travis Kelsey in the red zone. Yeah. 
Uh, he's not going to break one for 75 yards on you, I don't think, or anything like that. Um, no, and I, and I think we're... Plus, now you can double enough. him. Yeah, you were, you were smart enough to, to now contain him. Milano, Milano and Poyer are probably going to follow that dude around, or Milano and Teron Johnson, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so... And again, I take him off the stat sheet and make them beat me with anybody else. Valdez, Scantling, Sky Moore, and And Juju and Juju. Yeah, or run the ball. Oh, oh, but and you can't you can't just do the old. Oh, well, now we're just going to run the ball that they did on us two years ago. Daquan Jones is beating double teams at an astounding rate at nose. Yes. Jordan Phillips. The only reason he hasn't been dominating because he's been hurt. Right. At Oliver. Tim Settle, like our defensive tackles and our defensive interior is so much better. Why are our linebackers playing at an all pro level, Jaws? Because the thing we've talked about for years, because good the defensive linemen eat up blocks yeah. while simultaneously holding gap integrity and making their own plays. Yeah. But it frees up the linebackers. Oh, and the Bills have found a way to use guys like Groot, Basham, and Epinesa on the inside. Mm-hmm. Epinesa, the least of those three, but both Groot and Basham have lined up as a defensive tackle. Like, right. I'm in. Let's yeah, sign me up. So, and and one more point I want to make on that too is Mahomes is really good at getting the ball out quick, yada, yada, yada. But again, unless he was throwing quick to Tyreek Hill these past couple of years and or giving those jet pop passes to uh, Michael Hardman, he really had to hold the ball because nobody was getting open. Right. So with and, no Tyreek, and the Raiders give me defense. an extra half second for for our new and improved defensive front to get after Mahomes. Again, you might see Mahomes running for his life like he was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, and our um, like our our defense is better than the Raiders, and the Raiders got to him last week, and then basically sat back and made the same mistake. Dog, he the got Colts got to him. I mean, right. Forrest Buckner. Right. I mean. This should be the Bills' defense is just feast, absolutely feasting. And we're going to see how legit they are because they've given up seven points in the second half this season. Right. So we're going to see how legit they are because this game is not going to be over at halftime. Correct. In my opinion. I mean, even listen, even if we're up by three scores, no, you, it's not over. You you stand on you stand down on that neck. If you have your foot on their throat, you stand on it. You try to put fifty on the fucking board, regardless of what their offense has done. I want I want four touchdowns from Davis again. I want it all. I love it. Bills Bills by twenty. Here I'm here for it. Cowboys Eagles a a close but not that close a close runner for second or for game of the week very easily the second best game of this week. I'll say this and I'll say this once. Go Birds. Oh, listen, I'm on the Eagles train for sure in the NFC. I I mean, like I have to cheer for the Giants because of Dable and all that, but like Go Birds. Yeah, I, I think we both understand what the what the Giants are. Though we talked about it, they're Correct. they're good, but they're overachieving for for the time being. Uh, the Eagles look as advertised. Uh, I'm pretty sure I talked them up quite a bit in our preseason preview of this division. I'm pretty sure Dak is back this week. Uh, I th- I saw practicing, but and then I wanted to just say about Philly. How about? And I know I've already said this: going out and getting that Georgia nose tech to pair with Fletcher Cox. Oh my God! It's just. There's that's so fun to watch as a football D line just fan slash purist. Ah, oh, go ahead and try to, to, to even try to block them with double teams, and get three yards. Go ahead. Yeah, I would love to see you try. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys try to do because 
you know, Cowboys offense has been horrific. Right. And and you're not going to be able to protect if Cooper Rush is playing, you're not going to be able to protect him with running the football because it's not going to work against this front. And you're also not just going to be able to sit back and blitz and rush the passer because Eagles can run the ball. Right. They got absolutely no problem running the ball. Yeah, we're we're going to find out how legit like, you know, people have been talking about the Cowboys defense being really good this year. We're going to find out how good they are cuz you're playing a pretty damn good offense. And and not a one-dimensional offense by any means. It's not the no. this isn't the Eagles that, you know, when they ran the ball for the first time 7 minutes into the second quarter, the whole stadium erupted in a cheer because Shout out to Andy Reed. Yeah, no kidding. Um like it's not that Eagles. They're running the ball, they're throwing the ball. They got Two or three really good receivers. They got a pretty good tight end. Yeah, AJ Brown's solid, huh? Yeah, he, he doesn't suck. I'm really glad he's not on the Titans anymore. Yeah. But uh, I'm taking the Eagles in this one. And, and honestly, I don't think it'll be that close. Go birds. Go birds. And then why are we watching the Broncos on primetime football? Oh, I'm not. It's That's a joke. I'm simply not. Yeah, this is a simulation, right? Like who who in the blue hell thought it was a good idea to just keep giving the Broncos primetime games this this year nfl execs were convinced that russell wilson was going to be good uh, they had to be right it's this not is, that they had to be that's clearly what they thought right because what this is it's three or uh, four. four four times in six weeks they're on primetime yeah that's figured out nfl russell wilson cooked and like and the, listen on paper i'm excited to watch the chargers whoop the shit out of them but the chargers have, have looked beat up and Dude, the chargers almost chargers hard last week Oh, they're so lucky that York missed that field goal because otherwise it was literally an all-time Chargers moment. Oh, Go God, for it yeah. fourth and two on your own 45 and miss with a minute left. The only team has no timeouts. Right. Hilarious. And they got bailed out by Cleveland being even worse mm-hmm. or just being even more Cleveland, I guess. I don't know. It was a very Minnesota of them. <laughs> right. I, I, and I, let's be honest. It was very, it was very Chargers of them. This has yeah. been the Chargers MO. Like, just poor decisions all across the board. A poor decision just like that cost them the playoffs last year. Yeah. And Staley looked a little more conservative in the first couple of weeks. Um, and honestly lost him a couple of games being conservative. And then he comes out and does this. Yeah. And is, then, then he decides to make himself the goofy meme of, you want to see me fucking do it again? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, but I will also say this about Russell Wilson, man. He had a nice run, but. Man, you get outside of a, a team with a, a great defense and, and a run game and a real actual passing scheme, um, and you go from doing all the pooping on people, you are now the one being pooped upon, and it doesn't feel good. No. No, it is not good to be in in sights of the poop shoot. You would like to be the one who poops. Yes, it is It is better to be. We are the ones who poop, Jazz. Yes. Yes, we are the ones who crap all over the world. We put microphones in front of our face and we just shit on people. Everybody poops. Everybody poops, but not everybody gets pooped on. Russell Wilson, you are being pooped on. You need to figure it out. Give your balls a tug. Sort yourself out. Pull your finger out of your ass. Whatever you got to do. Tough scenes. Uh, or, or listen, this dude This dude should be arrested for fucking fraud and thievery because he is robbing Denver right now. I mean, he, it's no Matt Flynn, but yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, what I, comes around goes around, huh? Right, I'm, I'm. I know divisional matchups are weird and whatnot, but I'm taking the Chargers here. And no, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I, I still don't think they're a good football team, but I'll no, take the Chargers. No, they got a. Fu- oh man, I want the Chargers to be good so bad. It's not going to happen, Jess. It's Give not. Up. It's just, like, it's just not. The Chargers are a better version of the Panthers. I want them to be good, but it's never going to happen. 
And that's all I got to say about that. All right. All right. Well, that being said, uh, there are also baseball playoffs going on, but (laughs) all right. Yeah. You got a podcast for that, don't you? Uh, kinda, I don't talk pro sports on that one so much, but you know, they're fun. They're interesting. It's good to watch. Uh, yeah. I hope the Yankees blow it. Cause them, I think they will. And that's all I have to say about baseball. So white socks. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a Mets fan. Oh, they blew it too. Yeah, I know. But, uh, Anyway, that'll wrap it up for Hat Stats and Stats this week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hat Stats and Stats, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Hat Stats and Stats Podcast, or at HTS underscore pod. Like, follow, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And as always, on behalf of myself and my co-hosts, go go Bills. Bills. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you in part by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel that'll have your team looking as good as they play. Stop by their website, stingerwoodbats.com today, and get the professional gear you're looking for. And use promo code TIP of the CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.